the secret history of Lucifer. Um, you know, my name is Dale Travis Maynard, and I'm the Messiah. And in about seven, just more than seven years, I'll be known as Messiah the Prince. And uh, God will be in the temple in Israel. You might say about seven and a half years. And when this happens, uh, God will do a lot of miracles and it'll be amazing. But uh, until then, I have a lot of things to do. And in, in my life, I have a lot of conversations with uh, spirits in heaven, actually. Uh, hundreds of millions of them at a time sometimes. They hear my words. Angels. It sounds weird, but as important as the Messiah that I know all of God's children because they've all sinned and I talk to them a lot. And in this story, it'll make a lot more sense. When you hear the uh, secret history of the angels or uh, interesting things about individual angels, I don't know what I'll call that podcast yet, then it will make a lot more sense. But I talk to Lucifer a lot. He talks to me. He's the devil from the Bible. And uh, I'd like to talk about the uh, secret history of Lucifer, or just some history of Lucifer, actually, because he's annoying the fuck out of me. Lucifer never shuts the fuck up. He's a liar, and he lies day and night, so I just want to uh, publish some funny shit about him, because if the New World Order, the Illuminati, I shouldn't say anyone that thinks they're part of Lucifer's like groups and they, if they find out about this stuff they might laugh their ass off I know I probably shouldn't talk about like the New World Order that kind of stuff because it, you'll think I'm into conspiracy theories so I'll start with that it's fucking hilarious so Lucifer he's the devil and uh, he's an angel now the angels aren't allowed to um, uh, go to the earth where men can see them because uh, a lot of reasons I think one of the reasons is if men start to see angels, you'll know uh, about God. You'll know God is real. And I think maybe God's chosen that we live by faith. Maybe he chose for a time that we think he's the secret God. Or maybe he chose that we seek him out and seek his word and seek knowledge of him and pray to him and things like that. Uh, maybe he chose to wait until this time when... Uh, me, the Messiah, will be in the earth so I can talk about him. Um, there might be a lot of reasons, but angels aren't allowed to go into the earth and talk to men. It's forbidden. Uh, no angel's allowed to do it unless they're sent by God, and it's very uncommon. I don't think any angels have been sent by God since uh, Gabriel, when Jesus was born. And um, the devil, he's allowed to come into the earth. I think about two times per year and talk to men in the flesh. Now on the earth, it gets a little confusing because there's a lot of speculation about something called the New World Order, but I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about the devil. The devil wants to create what's called a New World Order, which basically for him would mean that everyone obeys him. But it's funny because they can't obey him, they can't even see him. And his plans are embarrassing. He's terrible at plans. And he's terrible at war. I mean, he's he might be the worst at everything. <laughs> I don't think he's the worst at everything. But he's really bad at a lot of things. 
So uh, let me tell you the story, and then you'll know that I'm not a New World Order conspiracy theorist. This might be really fucking hilarious, hopefully. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And on the second day, God made the angels, including Lucifer. And so the, all the angels have, a, have an angel name, including Lucifer. Lucifer is his angel name given to him by God. Now, this is only really funny if you kind of know who the devil is. The devil's supposed to be a dangerous enemy, and he is, actually. He's dangerous. And he's very clever, but he's also stupid. I mean, he is so stupid. So he's really stupid, but he's clever. And he's got a lot of pride, but he hasn't had success at anything in 6,138 years. And normally, we, we might think that's mean to say about someone, but he's the devil. <laughs> so who gives a fuck? He's, he's really wicked. So wicked is like the worst things that men do. I don't want to say what they are, but like if, if you want to know what wickedness is, evil is when somebody like kills someone or rapes someone. You know, those are evil things. Wickedness is like satanic ritual abuse, like when they cut someone open while they're alive it's like the, and kill them slowly. It's like the worst kinds of stuff. And Lucifer was wicked, like probably pretty much immediately. Within the first five minutes, he started to feel sorry for himself. Michael was the only archangel. So an archangel is a commander of the angels, but also uh, an archangel can talk to all the angels at the same time. It's um, not magic. In heaven, uh, there's a language called the heavenly language. So we can speak it with our mouths. But that's only people that are nearby that can hear. Have you ever thought to yourself, you know, I'd like to have a private conversation with someone with just like from my head to their head. In the heavenly language, you can do that. As soon as you learn the heavenly language, you can do that stuff. So an archangel can have 100 billion private conversations at the same time. In fact, at that time, there were far more angels than that. So this time... More than 6,000 years ago, there was only one archangel, Michael. But Lucifer had a delusion. Lucifer wanted to believe that he was an archangel, and he wasn't. A delusion is when you believe something that's not true. And so Lucifer, in his delusion, started to feel bad for himself. It took about five minutes uh, of Lucifer having this um, pity party. And uh, he felt like no one respected him for being an archangel. <laughs> Maybe he thought if he was an archangel, men would respect him. Angels you know, other men, they were all men at that time, but they didn't even know who the fuck he was. He was just another angel, but they didn't know each other yet. So Lucifer started calling himself Satan. So shortly after Lucifer was born, he probably sinned 50 times, not born, made, excuse me. Uh, all the angels were made fully formed. They weren't born like a woman, but, um, like, like a child born from a woman, excuse me. Man, I'm speaking poorly right now. You know, right now I'm getting a cigarette out. I'm smoking because uh, this is really stressful for me. Not telling the podcast, but the things I've been doing lately have been stressing me out. Well, I'll explain that in another podcast. So I'm speaking poorly today. Lucifer uh, probably called himself Satan for the next day or so. And by then, he was feeling really sorry for himself, I think, because no one respected him or knew who he was. So this is now the third day of creation. He's been alive for about one day. And he starts calling himself Belial. He sits down on the steps. 
Now, this is funny to the angels because, uh, at least a little bit, angels don't need to sit down ever. Uh, there are angels that have never sat down. Uh, they can just rest standing up. And maybe it's because they're warriors. All of the angels are warriors. They're strong. They're fast. We call them the sons of God. And uh, in the earth, they call us um, the sons of men. This gets a little tricky, but they call us the sons of men. They call me uh, son of man. If they talk to you, they would. They might call you son of man. They might call you uh, a son of man. And, and this is really clear when you talk to the angels about it. Um, the angels are sons of God. So each of them is a son of God. Like S-O-N, like a, a male child of God. So they call our father God. Now us in the earth, we can call him God or we can call him man. Adam in the Garden of Eden, he was son of Most High. So Adam could have called God Most High. And Eve, she was daughter of Most High. So she could have called God Most High. Um, maybe in Israel, uh, they were called sons and daughters of the Lord of Israel. So maybe they called God the Lord of Israel. That might make sense. So he might have made them slightly differently than he made uh, Gentiles. And that might make more sense um, in the future when we're called uh, other things. In the future, there will be men called the sons of light. We may call God light. And when I do the podcast on the secret history of God, that'll make more sense. It'll need some explaining. So I can't do it right now. So Lucifer sits down on the steps. And angels don't even need to sit. Uh, they're warriors. Maybe that's part of the reason. They can just rest standing up. They might rest every day and then do tasks for God. And angels are serious and they do things that are important. Except for Lucifer, he sits down on the steps and has a pity party again on the uh, third day of creation and uh, calls himself Belial. Over the years, he's been called many things. Uh, in the Garden of Eden, he was called the serpent. Now we might say that old serpent. He's also called the devil. And um, he used to worship himself. He would go to the earth and he had like an easel. And he, I think he drew it. I'm not sure where he got this picture. It was a picture of the sun. And he would call himself the master of the sun. And he would say that he uh, worshipped himself tomorrow for today. And he would just look at this picture and call himself the master of the sun. Uh, he did some weird, weird shit. Lucifer... So, he wanted to be an archangel, and he wasn't. He wanted to be respected, and he wasn't. And those things really haven't changed since the beginning. He doesn't really do new things that often. <laughs> kind of does the same thing over and over again. And uh, about 3,200 years ago, he wanted to oppose God. Really wicked men, they, they want to... Um, do ridiculous things. I think they all hate God. And uh, I think they all want to do things that make God angry and they all want to sin. So Lucifer, he he sins a lot. Like in 10 seconds, he might sin a hundred times or more just from his thoughts. On average, it's more than that, actually. So if you ever think about sin, like in, in our lifetimes, we might sin, you know, five or 10 times or 20 times or two times. I've never sinned. Maybe that's part of the reason I'm the Messiah.
But Lucifer might sin a hundred times in 10 seconds or more than that. <coughs> so Lucifer, he has plans for a new world order. A little more than 3,200 years ago, he violently beat and raped a woman in the earth. Angels aren't supposed to come to the earth. So he came to the earth with some other angels and they thought to have children. This is after the flood of Noah. And uh, Lucifer had a, um, found a woman, beat her, and she ended up having a child, son of the devil. He actually had a child and that child is in heaven. So he's a boy. And that woman, I don't know, she might hate God forever. Uh, so after that, uh, I think um, shortly afterwards, Lucifer found out that uh, there were, for him there was a point of no return. And he started to uh, make plans. I think he found out shortly after he did that, maybe even that day, that uh, he was going to burn in the lake of fire and brimstone forever. This is what I think happened. So since then, he started accusing angels of sin. I think that's when he started to tempt men to sin in the earth in earnest. I think Lucifer can tempt about a hundred million men or women, a mix, you know, males or females, at the same time. I think at any given moment he can tempt about a hundred million of us to sin at this, you know, at any moment. He started, um, he's the only angel that can do that. When he tempts someone to sin, he, uh, has like an invisible body that no one can see, even the other angels. And he can't do anything. He can't fight. He can't draw a weapon. He can't hurt you. All he can do is try to tempt you to sin. So you might feel like sinning for about five or ten minutes. Typically after that, he gets distracted and wanders off. He gets confused and distracted pretty quick. So if you can resist temptation for about five or ten minutes, that's typically all it takes to... Uh, deal with Lucifer's temptations. You can resist him with the strength of your heart. You can't really rebuke him. I don't know if he can even hear what you're saying when he's doing this, but maybe he can. But he tempts you to sin. After about five or ten minutes, he usually wanders off. And that's all it takes. Uh, just don't sin for five or ten minutes when you feel like you're tempted to do something sinful. Then um, he'll typically tempt you to just um, do what we call transgression, transgressing the law. So he'll tempt you to worship someone who isn't God. He'll tempt you to kill someone to commit adultery, you know, to have sex with someone that isn't your wife or your husband. If you're a man, he'll try to tempt you to have sex with another woman or another man. If you're a woman, he'll probably tempt you to have sex with another man that's not your husband. If you're a woman, he'll probably tempt you to kill your children and kill your husband, to have sex with someone who isn't your husband, and he'll tempt you to, to divorce your husband. He tempts women to uh, abort their children, I think. He tempts children. If uh, a pastor has young children, he'll tempt the pastor's son to uh, kill himself. I think he tempts the pastor's daughters to do this as well. I mean, this is what I think, all of this. But um, I don't think little girls want to kill themselves. I think boys get more depressed and think about killing themselves more. So sometimes pastor's sons kill themselves. And I think it's because uh, Lucifer wants that pastor to be embarrassed by everyone else in the world. It's pretty sad to think about. He'll tempt a pastor's wife to divorce him and commit adultery. To, you know, to fuck another man. And he'll tempt the pastor to do all kinds of stupid things. You know, preacher at a church. He, uh, 
He gets distracted easily, though. After about five or ten minutes, he wanders off. And he gets embarrassed. He doesn't want anyone to know that he failed. So he just kind of wanders off. So if you don't sin for five or ten minutes when he's tempting you, you might have defeated the devil. If you want to shame the devil, one thing you can do is uh, what's called seven acts of kindness. God taught me this. You can do uh, something kind. Now, most of this is stuff that you know requires money. Uh, so it doesn't take much. But if you buy a gift... There's other ways to do it for free if you're creative. But if you do something kind for you know one of your children, if you're married, let's say you're a woman, you could do something kind for your husband and one of your parents. That's three acts of kindness that day. Something kind for your neighbor or someone who's um, poor. Maybe they, you know, you clothe the naked or feed the hungry, give them food, deal bread to the hungry. This is what Jesus said. Deal drink to the poor deal drink to the thirsty that's an act of kindness so you could uh, do an act, one act of kindness for someone who's thirsty or hungry or doesn't have a shirt or clothes you know naked if they don't have a coat maybe buy them a coat or give them one that you have um, you could do an act of kindness for your church or any church where they speak God's word is preferred to, according to me but any church probably is fine a church where they uh don't offend God would be preferred. So I wouldn't uh, go to the Mormon church unless you think they're really kind and they love God there. But maybe a Mormon church is great. I don't know. Just If you do one act of kindness for a church, it's still an act of kindness. And it's for one of God's children. An act of kindness might be where you do something kind for someone and you don't ask anything for return and you don't get anything for yourself. So if you think about it that way, you can do it for anyone. The Mormon church is real confused. There's so much sexual sin that people think everything with sex is wrong. So Mormons, they don't even look at each other when they have sex. They, they put a sheet between each other with the lights off. Because the men think it's a sin to look at his naked wife, which it isn't. And the women think it's a sin to look at her naked husband, but it isn't. And they cut a hole in the sheet. And they fuck each other through a hole in the sheet. Christians, they think it's a sin to say the word fuck. It isn't. Cursing is when we profane the name of God. There might be some other kinds of cursing, but saying that husbands and wives fuck isn't a sin. Saying that men have dongs and women have pussies isn't a sin. It's not a sin. It isn't. And then we might do uh, two more acts of kindness. For a child, for a husband, for a parent, for a neighbor, for someone who's... Uh, hungry or thirsty or naked the church and then one for God and one for the devil one thing you could do that's an act of kindness for God is maybe you could um, give a Bible to someone I prefer a King James Bible and I'll tell you why in a minute for the last two acts of kindness you could do one for God and one for the devil and they could be exactly the same The devil doesn't want anyone to hear God's word. And the only Bible where it's written exactly as God spoke it is the King James Version. So if you buy two Bibles and give one, you know, to someone, anyone, and then give one to someone else, you've done the last two acts of kindness. But especially effective if you do this for the devil. Read one Bible verse from the King James Bible where someone else can hear you. And then they've heard the word of God spoken exactly as God spoke it. That's an act of kindness. They heard the word of God. 
and that's important. I'm not doing that in this podcast. That's another one. Because it'll take too long. It's important to talk about that a lot. So once you've done these seven acts of kindness, if you don't do anything for yourself that day, just one day where you don't do anything for yourself, but you do seven acts of kindness, God might summon the devil up into heaven. And God might look down at you and tell the devil, look at my suffering servant. And the devil's mouth might be stopped for a few minutes while he looks at you and sees that you didn't do anything for yourself, but you did seven acts of kindness that day. It's really easy to stop the devil's mouth. If you don't sin, he might accuse you. He might say that one day he'll tempt you and then you'll sin. But then if he tempts you and you don't sin, his mouth might be stopped for a while. Especially if he tempts you over and over again. Maybe after three or four tries. Maybe five times. If he tempts you the same way over and over again, and you resist and refuse stubbornly, just refuse to sin, you might stop his mouth completely. And he might stop tempting you to do that. He forgets, I think, sometimes. And so he might tempt you again after a while. But you might stop his mouth And he might stop tempting you to do that if you completely refuse each time he tempts you. So the devil, he does all these different things because um, he's trying to figure out a way to not burn in the lake of fire and brimstone. And you might think, if he tempts someone to sin, how would that stop the devil from burning in the lake of fire and brimstone? It won't. The devil's wrong. But the devil thinks that if every man and every woman in the whole earth sins... If he thinks that every angel sins and all of the spirits in heaven of all living who have ever lived and then died and gone to heaven, he thinks if they all sin in heaven, the spirits, in all of the heavens, the angels, and in the earth, all of us, then he might turn to God that day and say, everyone sinned. If you're going to burn me, he might say this about himself, if you're going to burn me because I sinned, then you have to burn everyone exactly the same. So the devil's very clever. And that's one thing he might think to do with temptation. Now another thing he thinks to do is he wants to kill everyone in the whole earth who who might uh, not sin or who might love God or who might read God's word. Maybe it's similar to his other plan. Maybe if everyone in the whole earth who's never sinned dies, children, babies, and me, Dale Travis Manor, the Messiah, then maybe he'll do the same thing. Maybe he'll turn to God on that day and say, everyone in the whole earth has sinned. All of the angels have sinned and all of the spirits in heaven have sinned. If you're going to burn me for sinning, you have to burn them too. And if you're not going to burn them, then you can't burn me or you're an hypocrite. This might be the devil's plan. So he, in his mind, might think the whole point of the New World Order is to kill everyone in the whole earth who hasn't yet sinned. It's not the same as what people say on the internet. This is just what the devil might think. Now, what they do in the earth isn't exactly that. So I don't want to talk about what happens in the earth. But the devil's plans are to uh, try to tempt everyone to sin and then to accuse God of being a hypocrite. Because the devil doesn't want to burn. 
So day and night, the devil talks to me. He sends uh, angels and others to talk to me and speak his words. Because I've never sinned in 6,138 years that I've lived, uh, I've never sinned. On the second day, God gave me life, and I've never sinned. And when the devil uh, tries to tempt me to sin, it's pretty funny at this point. There's a few milestones that we had to cross. First, I didn't know that one day God would call me the Messiah. And so um, when I was born, I just hoped to live a normal life. And the devil tempted me from time to time, and I tried to live a normal life. But about a year and a half ago, God came to me after I grew really angry at the devil. And, I, and then God told me uh, a few things. So here's what happened with me and the devil. One day, I'm driving back to the house after uh, work. I had just worked with a personal training client. And the devil was trying to tempt me to uh, do something odd. He was trying to tempt me to do a car repair. <laughs> God, this is so stupid. It's true. <coughs> the devil thought if I did this car repair that he could tell a few lies about me. So if you read the book of Revelation chapter 12, you know that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. And what he did is he stood in heaven and he accused, you know, angels, spirits, men and women in the earth. He accused God and he accused me, Del Travis Manor. But he kept telling them that he would eventually tempt me to sin. And I think the angels there didn't believe him. Uh, after a while, maybe they believed him at first, but then after a while, they were like, you're not going to tempt him to sin. It's not looking like it's going to work. Like maybe they doubted the devil would have success. So the devil, he, maybe what he did, he's very clever, is he thought, you know, I'll make it look like I can control him. Maybe he won't give in it to a temptation to sin, but maybe he'll give in to a temptation to do a car repair. And then the devil might have thought to say this. This is the devil's words, not mine. And then maybe I can say I can control Dale Travis Manor. Maybe I can say I can control the Messiah. So he's tempting me to do a car repair. And I have to tell you, I was fucking livid because this went on for several days, day and night. And normally after five or ten minutes, the devil just quits trying to tempt anyone. I mean, anyone. And if he doesn't really know much about you, he might tempt you for less than five minutes. Really commonly, it's like three minutes, to be honest. And if you start resisting him, he might try to tempt you longer. Like five minutes. It's not long. And um, if he knows who you are, and he really wants you to sin because he wants to accuse you, maybe he wants to go to heaven and say he's tempted one more pastor to commit adultery, to be unfaithful to his wife, and to divorce his wife, and be unfaithful to his children. Maybe he wanted to say those kinds of things. I don't know. He wants, He probably wants to say that God's children are liars just like him. And betrayers just like him. And bad. Cruel. And unfaithful just like him. I don't know. If that's how uh, he'd accuse them. But in either case. Um, he probably thought to tell the other angels nearby. 
he could control me. And the reason he would do this is going to sound a bit odd. For all of you that are interested in like angels, guardian angels, maybe you're a Christian or a Jew or just, you know, neither a Christian nor a Jew, but maybe you're just interested in this topic. And maybe you're thinking, I bet we can trust every one of God's angels. Well, here's the truth. There's a lot of really trustworthy angels. More trustworthy angels than evil angels. But there are evil angels that chose to be evil. And uh, at that time when this was happening, there were a, a large number of them. Legions of evil angels. A legion, I think, is typically at least 10,000 angels. And so there were a number of legions of uh, evil angels. I don't know how many, but there were a lot of them. <laughs> And so I think Lucifer was always trying to recruit more angels to join the army of evil angels so he could wage war against God as it was written, as it is written in the book of Revelation chapter 12, the war which took place earlier this year in the month of May. Finally, that's behind us, I guess. And there was a war in heaven. And Michael and his angels fought against the devil and his angels, and they prevailed not neither was their place found anymore in heaven so here's what happened Michael I think was starting to feel like no one respected him so Michael did something that the devil had been doing and Michael recruited a bunch of angels to disobey God and only obey Michael and then Lucifer went to the heaven to start a war but before that Michael knew what happened because I told Michael what the devil was going to do so Michael decided that him and his angels would go there and defend heaven Michael wanted to prove he could defeat the devil. Well, here's what happened. Neither side prevailed. Michael didn't prevail. Lucifer didn't prevail. Michael's angels didn't prevail. The devil's angels didn't prevail. Eventually, God, after one and a half days, just said, stop. And um, I, I don't know if he cast them out or what, but they, they weren't allowed back for a long time. Lucifer and his angels weren't allowed back. They're probably still not allowed back. Michael and his angels... They weren't allowed back, but every now and then Michael and Lucifer come back, so I don't know what happened with that shit. <laughs> and you know, maybe it's like when kids are in trouble and they're grounded. <laughs> but instead of going to their room, they were cast out of heaven. Now it says their place. In heaven, there's places where the angels could go. God gave a place for the angels, but places, actually a lot of places, I think. Uh, but they weren't allowed to go there anymore. So it's kind of like being reverse grounded. <laughs> they couldn't go to their place, <laughs> like their room in heaven pretty funny to think about and uh, so you know Michael sinned he disobeyed God so did a shitload of righteous angels and nobody won the war so Lucifer probably thought to recruit more angels because Lucifer knew the war was coming as it is written and uh, so Lucifer is tempting me to do a car <laughs> Hoping to win a war. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop laughing. I laugh at the devil. <laughs> that guy's so fucking stupid. <laughs> so Lucifer hoped to win a war by telling uh, God's angels that uh, the Messiah did a car repair. And, and then Lucifer wanted to claim control. <laughs> God, I can't stop laughing. <clears throat> oh my God, this is funny. I haven't told this story in a while. So I got really angry and I told, 
I started yelling at God, and I was like, God, if I end up doing this car repair, I'm going to be angry at you. I'm not doing it. Gets a little bit more embarrassing for the devil. The devil couldn't tempt me successfully. So he whined like he often does. And he's like, God, I'm a failure. My name is Lucifer. I can't do anything without you. <laughs> I can't do anything without you, God. Will you tempt Dale also? <laughs> so God was tempting me also. I was being tempted by God and the devil to do <laughs> Which I didn't do. <coughs> so I got back to the house and I, I got really angry. And I yelled at the windshield, you know, like, because I was, it was weird. I was yelling at the devil, but the devil wasn't there. I was just yelling at the windshield. <sighs> this is my life. <laughs> Thanks for all of you that listened and thought that was slightly funny. <laughs> so I got back to the house. I was 40 years old and I was like, you know what? I need to beat the devil. Maybe he'll just leave. I didn't know uh, a lot of things then uh, that I know now. So what I did is I went to the store and I bought wine. I was like, you know, the devil thinks that drinking alcohol is a sin. It isn't. We can drink alcohol. We don't want to get drunk and, uh, you know, kill someone. We don't want to get drunk and commit adultery. Uh, like, I mean, these, these are obvious things that everyone knows, I, I hope. You know, if we drink uh, and we have to work the next day, just have like a couple glasses. I mean, these were obvious things. I shouldn't give you alcohol tips, but it's not a sin to have, have some wine. So I went and bought some wine and I, uh, put it right in front of me where I could almost reach it. And I sat down where I could almost reach it from the chair and I sat on my back porch and I probably looked like a crazy man, but I was like, Lucifer, I dare you to tempt me to drink this wine. And so when I wasn't working for three days, I sat in the backyard and challenged the devil to tempt me to drink the wine. And finally I poured it out, which sucked because it was, it was nice wine. I mean, I would have been really happy to drink it. I, I wanted to drink the wine. What I didn't know at that time is that there were uh, like 50 trillion angels that were watching because they knew that one day I'd be called Messiah the Prince and they knew that God chose me to be the Messiah. I didn't know that. I just wanted the devil to leave so I could get back to my life. They poured the wine out after three days and the devil never made me drink the wine. But he didn't stop tempting me. So I got, I was enraged and I was like, Lucifer, tempt me with your greatest temptation. Now, Lucifer was in heaven standing before the throne of God. And he fucking collapsed. <laughs> He hit the deck. He was down. It was a fucking TKO. It was like a 10 count. I mean, if there was a ref there, it would have been a, a clear 10 count. He was down. And he was all like, like, late. he was laid out. He had one leg that was like almost completely straight. And the other leg was like slightly bent at the knee. <laughs> one of his arms was mostly straight. And the other one was like, his right leg was slightly bent at the knee. And his left elbow was slightly bent. His right arm was kind of straight. He's kind of twisted to the right slightly. <laughs> so Lucifer was accusing God for like 3,200 years. He was like accusing God for more than like 3,000 years. And uh, like he would turn and like accuse God and look at God. And then he would like turn and like face the angels and accuse them, you know, for days on end, day and night. And then accuse God and 
you know, maybe he rested sometimes. He ate twice a day. Every angel eats usually once or usually twice per day. Uh, usually twice. And uh, then he, you know, Lucifer would go back to accusing. A fucking loser. He wants to win at war. He just stands there and accuses all day long. And then he wants everyone to think he's a fucking archangel. <laughs> like, Lucifer, what kind of archangel are you? He's like, I don't. Yeah, like, I'm a lazy one. <laughs> I'm incompetent. <laughs> like, Lucifer, how are you going to win the war? He's like, Phil's going to do a car repair. <laughs> he's fucking incompetent at war. He was really bad at it. I think. But, uh, honestly, I don't know how Michael didn't beat him in the war. I am still confused about that. But it was a, it was a weird war. Maybe one day I'll do a whole podcast on what happened in the war. It's interesting combat. The military men and women that might hear this might think it's fucking interesting. So, Lucifer's just standing there day and night, thousands of years, accusing God, accusing me. Accusing, and I wasn't even alive yet. As a, the Messiah, I was doing other stuff, like in other past life stuff. I know that sounds odd, but if you do the Secret History of the Messiah podcast, you can hear all the weird shit. But it's not a sin to live in the earth. Like, you're in the earth. It's not a sin that you're alive. God gave you life. And if you live in heaven as a spirit after you die, that's not a sin. It's not a sin to live in the earth. It's not a sin to live in heaven. And it's not a sin to live in the earth again. And if you die, it's not a sin to live in heaven again. God gave us life. It's not a sin to live. So... He's accusing God. He like looks over his shoulder and accuses God and then looks back and accuses the angels. I mean, it's pretty boring. 3,200 years of this. I mean, he is fucking boring. I mean, if you're thinking of how boring can it get, think of the devil. That guy is fucking boring. <laughs> he might be the worst angel too. I mean, fuck, angels do tasks for God, you know? And Lucifer is just fucking accusing God. So then I'm like, tempt me with your greatest temptation. And he just fucking dropped like a fucking sack of potatoes. <laughs> so these angels, I mean, they live thousands of years. I and mean, they don't die of old age. They never age. So they're standing there just watching Lucifer do this dumb horseshit for 3,000 years. And then one day he just fucking drops to the floor as an angel. I would think that was fucking ridiculous. And it'd be so funny, but I wouldn't laugh. <laughs> My thought would be, how? <laughs> so he just fucking lays there. So every now and then I just annoy him with this. On Tuesday, May 11th, Lucifer fell to the floor as a worm and thought to himself, is this a dream? <laughs> so I was like, fuck yeah, I just smoked his ass. That fucker's not coming back. Eventually, he stands up, <laughs> and God sends him to the earth. He's standing in my backyard. <laughs> and I'm like, Lucifer, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it didn't happen immediately. Some other stuff happened. but So I talked to the devil a lot, and uh, that guy is fucking stupid. And uh, it's like the New World Order conspiracy. He's fu Lucifer's fucking incompetent, you know? I mean, how can he build, like, global government while he's laying on the floor like a fucking worm and they're just standing there accusing people day and night? Like, you can't build global government while you just fucking stand around and accuse angels. I mean, and accuse God and accuse spirits. I mean, Lucifer's fucking weird, you know? He's incompetent. So I laugh at him a lot. 
So here's what happened. God came to me. I was praying and stuff, and I was like, you know, I just got to do a couple more things. And I did some things. And God comes to me, and he starts speaking to me and tells me he, he chose me to be the Messiah. And uh, he, he did some miracles. And I can uh, do things now that I can never do before. And I, can, I see miracles uh, every day now. Uh, one day, we'll see those in the earth. Some of you might see miracles someday, but I think a lot of things God does, are, you know, they're miracles. And I mean, everything God does is a miracle. And one day, I might do a whole podcast on the miracles of God. It'll be fucking cool. So God starts talking to me. But Lucifer, you know, he loses a lot. And he doesn't win. Like with the war with Michael, they fought... And neither side prevailed, I guess, is what I might say. But that's not as good as what God said. God said, and they prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. God's words are better than my words. But I'm making fun of the devil right now. So, yeah, he can hear me right now. There's a bunch of angels here. It's awkward. But one day it'll make more sense. It won't sound far-fetched. It's important that I talk to the angels because... For 3,200 years, Lucifer has been deceiving the angels in heaven. It's a Bible prophecy. He deceived spirits in heaven, angels in heaven. He's been trying to deceive God and to deceive me, Dale Travis Maynard, the Messiah. And he's been trying to deceive men and women in the earth, or at very least attempt them to sin. And he hopes he doesn't burn someday. That's one of the reasons he's doing this. Maybe the main reason. But there's more. So for the last, that was like a year and a half ago maybe maybe one year eight months approximately may 11th what month is it november okay one year five months ago apologize i'm account what this wasn't that accurate so lucifer uh he's got it out for me you know and the reason is we've waited about two thousand years to see like you know, where's God? Where are the miracles? Where are the prophets? Where's Jesus Christ? I mean, is any of this real? Is God real? Is Jesus real? You know, is the Bible really God's word? Um, if I pray, does God hear? Does God answer prayers? You know, and some people really believe he does. Some people have some questions about it. Some people, they hate God, you know, like the Richard Dawkins of the world. There's others that talk about God and they seem to be undecided, you know. I don't know where like popular podcasters stand, like Joe Rogan, but um, there's a lot of questions. I mean, we've waited thousands of years. So next year before summer, there's going to be a commandment that's going to go forth from heaven to the earth, from God's mouth, a commandment to restore and build Jerusalem. Before that, there's going to be a flood. And I don't know for sure, but I think it's going to affect a lot of the world. I don't think it will affect Asia much. But I think it will affect California and Israel and some other places. And after the flood, uh, Jerusalem will probably be damaged. But that's not the whole thing. To restore and build Jerusalem also means to make it in a way that's right in God's eyes. So uh, there might be a lot of questions about that, laws and things like that. And I can get into that in a whole nother podcast because that's really interesting. So there'll be this whole flood thing and then a... Then we'll start restoring and building Jerusalem and we'll build the temple. That will take seven years and it's going to be fucking amazing temple. So a lot of you might think like, why, why seven years? Well, I mean, it takes a whole house crew to build a, like a year to build a house. 
And that's like 50 men, you know? I mean, to build a temple for God on top of a mountain with the wood overlaid with gold, I mean, this shit's got to be done perfectly. And um, it's got to be done exactly as it's written in the book of Ezekiel. And the measurements have to be perfect. It's really important that the measurements are perfect. And the temple's going to stand for more than 6,000 years. So everything's got to be done well. I don't want to be there and like replacing, you know, stones in the pavement because the pavement's going to be made of cut stones, not of, I mean, you can call it asphalt if you want, but instead of being like black tar with small gravel, it's going to be made of big rocks that are cut. So they're, they're square on four sides and set in. And so, um, I mean, it probably be squares. It could be rectangles, triangles. I don't care, but they're going to be cut. They need to be set in well. And the the beams, they need to make be beams of wood that are, um, you know, dried wood. Because if you put it up wet, the wood will shrink, and then the building's going to be a little bit slanted. And if that building shifts at all, all that gold that's overlaid on the outside is going to crack, and or warp in a fucking weird way, and then crack. So it's got to be done perfectly. And so it's going to be fucking huge too. And it's not just a temple. It's also a big building next to it called the house, a bigger building behind it that I don't even know what it's for, a bunch of smaller buildings, a wall that goes all the way around, and three gates, and a bunch of other stuff. I mean, it's got to be done perfectly, and the measurements have to be perfect. So it's going to take seven years, and God's going to provide all the gold and everything required. It's just going to be a miracle, and then after it's built, God will be in Israel, and there'll be a bunch of miracles. God will do amazing things. He'll gather his people many of his children, not just those that are like born of Israel, but also that are called Gentiles. They're going to be, um, God's going to gather his people and they'll go to Israel and there'll be a bunch of other prophecies fulfilled until then the Antichrist, the mark of the beast. And that's going to be in about 69 years that shit starts. And while this is all happening, there's going to be a big city called Babylon. And so these three dumb fucks, the devil, the Antichrist and the false prophet, they're trying to fuck with me day and night. And the reason is they don't want any of the Bible prophecies to be fulfilled because they all know they're going to be burning. They're all going to burn. Probably in about 80 years, they'll all be burning. So that's not a lot of time. If you think about it, the devil, he's been alive more than 6,000 years. If he's only got about 80 years left until he burns, he knows his time is short. So he's starting to panic. And the other thing is he knows about the flood. He's going to be the one who does it. And he knows he's trying to do everything he can to put that off until the last minute because it, he doesn't want to do it probably until it's his only option but it's getting close to that <clears throat> so what he's trying to do now is uh, discourage me so I'll quit and give up and maybe he thinks that way because he's a quitter who wants to give up you know we often think about others the way we think about ourselves but there's more um He probably does want to control me. And if he if he can make it look like he controls me, there might be a bunch of angels fighting in heaven for the next 75 years or 80 years. <laughs> On the day of the Lord and before that, the angels will do tasks in the earth. And before then, men might see angels in the earth again. It's been a long time. But God will be here. So you might get to see angels one day, some of you. At least one, it's typically one angel. God doesn't usually send like five angels to do something. And if they're angels, you know it. I mean, there's no doubt about them uh, being angels. Uh, and I might do a whole podcast on how you know about that because it's, it's cool. 
but you can you can tell by looking at them a lot. They have angel armor, and there's no mistaking that. They have an angel sword and an angel knife. They're warriors, and uh, they're in scabbards. They don't hold them in their hands all the whole time. They wear sandals, all of them, and angel clothes. They're also flawless. All of the angels are flawless, including Lucifer. Um, and they also talk in an extremely unique way that is unique to angels. Uh, no men in the earth that are called son of man talk like that, only the sons of God. And some of them, I think, uh, I think it's still like this. If you stand in their presence, like near them, you feel a presence that might make you tremble with fear, no matter who you are. You might tremble with fear and be afraid of them. Uh, or at least if you're not a very righteous man, you might feel that way. So, or a righteous woman, very. Uh, so those are some uh, key indicators. It's also the way they move. Um, angels are incredibly fast and strong. Like, uh, they can they can dodge a bullet out of any gun in the whole earth. So the gun that shoots the fastest bullet, an angel can dodge that. Like, they're fast and strong. So when they move at normal speed, it's smooth as fuck. Like, they're fucking smooth when they move. They can also go... Like, men like us, you know, in the earth, we can, and women, we can go forwards and backwards, left and right. Angels can go up and down. Yeah. They don't need to like flap wings or anything. Um, they can just go up and down. So Lucifer, he, uh, he wants to recruit angels to fight in an army against God. It's funny because None of you have ever seen God's face, but Lucifer has. And Lucifer wants you to think God's not real. And Lucifer might go talk to God every day and look at his face. I mean, Lucifer has seen God's face thousands of years. So uh, this uh, man, Lucifer, he doesn't have a lot of time left. And pretty soon he'll be in the earth, I think, exclusively trying to get ready to make war. So his, his main goal right now is to just try to uh, tempt men and women to sin, predominantly me. And after he fails, there will be a flood into the temple. Prophecies will be fulfilled. And he's trying to stop it. So here's his plans. He wanted to win a war in heaven by trying to cause Dale Travis Maynard, that's me, to do a car repair. I mean, he's a fucking weird general. He, uh, he sent angels to kill me. probably a hundred million times I've seen a sword sticking right through my chest before God kept me alive it didn't hurt me at all I was saved by miracles of God more than once and uh, there's angels around me at all times that when they fight evil angels you know some of them watch them fight Evil angels come to kill me. Lucifer thinks I'm the most important man who's ever lived. He thinks I'm more important than Jesus Christ. And uh, Jesus Christ is alive in the earth right now. He's a baby. Next year he'll be one year old. He'll be in Israel again. He's been born again. And uh, I don't think Lucifer sent even one angel to one evil angel to try to kill baby Jesus. What I'm hoping is, after the flood, we can get the internet restored at least enough that I can 
maybe do like some Instagram posts and maybe you can see like baby Jesus is, you know, like at least maybe when he's like eight years old, like once on Instagram, like maybe every year post on Instagram one time, like I could ask Jesus, like, Jesus, what do you want to tell the whole world? And you might see what eight year old Jesus has to say. And I might not even tell him what to say at all. Just say anything you want, Jesus. You're eight. <laughs> and the whole world might get to hear him speak. That'd be pretty fucking cool, you know? So Lucifer, he has these plans. He calls his plans, plans for the New World Order, but it's not exactly what it is in the earth. In the earth, men really make all the decisions for things in the earth in a lot more ways than people realize. And God makes more decisions than people realize. Uh, so I'm not really into the conspiracy theory of the New World Order because when I think about that, I think about Lucifer is a pathetic loser that can't do anything. <laughs> well, when I think about Lucifer trying to rule the world, I think, what a fucking joke. Lucifer can't do anything. He's a fucking loser. And uh, time will come soon when I think uh, Lucifer tries to go to war. So a time might come soon when we hear about wars and rumors of wars. Rumors of wars. And this might go on for another 69 years or so. And then the uh, Antichrist and an army will sack the temple in Jerusalem. And then the Great Tribulation and all that shit will happen. So it's a long time until that shit happens. And we know this from the, from the Bible. And also, I've seen it. God gave me the ability to see the future. It's cool. See that? Because after the devil's going to burn in hell, and that'll be a lot better. When he's gone for a thousand years. I'll like that. But then he'll be loosed. So, um, here's some little bits of trivia about Lucifer now that you know more about him than you did before. For those of you that heard the whole podcast at this point. Uh, Lucifer, he's going to burn in hell, and he can't prevent it. So, what his plan is, is when he's there, he wants to tell everyone in hell that he chose to burn in hell. And he's going to tell him sweet heat. I don't know if he's going to do this, but that's what, he, that's what he did for a while. He was telling angels and spirits, at least spirits in heaven, that he's looking forward to sweet heat. That he's going to enjoy the burn. <laughs> because he doesn't want anyone to know that he can't save himself from hell. So he's going to act like he chose to be there. And he might say, sweet heat. <laughs> he's fucking weird. I've seen him tempting men and women to uh, sin. And uh, I was like, Lucifer, I was talking to, um, I was talking in heaven when he was there. And I was like, Lucifer, why don't you just give him your best, you know, sin sales pitch? And he was like, here's what he told all the spirits. These are Lucifer's words. Here I go. He said, getting you to sin the first time is the easy part. Getting you to sin after that, that's the hard part. No, he said, getting you to sin the first time, that's the easy part. Getting you to keep sinning, that's the hard part. So I want you to keep sinning. It's like a fucking used car salesman. <laughs> he is. He's like a fucking used car salesman. He was trying to do a sales pitch for the uh, Mark of the Beast recently. I know it's not time for the prophecy, but he was trying to convince angels to, uh, you know, take it. And he was giving them the sales pitch. <laughs> and he was selling it like it's a fucking Costco membership. <laughs> He was calling it a buy-and-sale membership. <laughs> Trying to convince him that they took the mark of the beast. <laughs> it was like a membership club, like it was Costco. <laughs> like a fucking Costco card. 
He's like a fucking used car salesman for Sen. And he says the to me. <laughs> I'll tell you again once more. He said, getting you to sin the first time is the easy part. Getting you to keep sinning, that's the hard part. So I want you to keep sinning. <laughs> and his parents were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Angels are a bit harder to read because uh, angels, they, uh, they're real serious and they're old. So they might have just fucking stared at him and not really reacted much because they've heard him talk a lot. And then uh, he has this whole sweet heat thing. <laughs> Reacts like burning in hellfire is some sort of sweet experience that he enjoys. <laughs> uh, there's the day of the worm. And every now and then now I... Embarrass him real bad, and what I do is I make sure the other. I don't. I mean, I do this on accident, to be honest. I don't really make sure of it. But what ends up happening is I think he's really embarrassed. The other angels know that Lucifer failed to tempt me to sin, and he's fucking hit the ground. I think twice more, and just fucking lay there like a fucking worm. <laughs> but I hate that guy. I really do. I hate Lucifer with an everlasting hatred. He's really wicked. He is severely atrocious. Um, here's another funny story. Lucifer, I don't think he can read people's faces. I don't think he knows what people are feeling. So it might be partly because he's a fucking deranged psychopath that's severely atrocious, which means like very, very wicked. I guess like severely wicked is what atrocious means. So he's very, very, very wicked, like severely, severely wicked. You know, you can look up the word of meaning of the word in the dictionary. He's severely atrocious. And he, um, but anyways, he can't really tell what they mean. He can't tell what they mean by like, like if they're crying, I don't think he knows what they're feeling. Like in the book of Job, um, Lucifer was trying to estimate, he was trying to get, um, this guy named Eliphaz to estimate what Job was going through. And here's what happened. All of Job's 10 children died. Job lost all of his, um, flocks. A lot of his wealth probably was gone then also because his flocks were like, you know, he could have sold his flocks, sold camels and stuff. But also a lot of these men that worked for him were probably close friends and they died too. So a lot of his close friends died, his children died. And then Job was covered in boils or something like that. So he has like sores all over his body and his wife was like, curse God and die. And like went back in the house, I guess, if I understand correctly what happened. So... Lucifer's there, and he's trying to get this guy a life as to estimate Lucifer, uh, excuse me, to estimate Job's feelings in like a numerical value, <laughs> like rate his grief. <laughs> so Lucifer is trying to get this guy a life as to like rate Job's grief, like it's a seven out of ten. <laughs> and I was like, how in the fuck was I was trying to figure out what happened in the in the book of Job because Lucifer's really weird. And I was trying to figure out, like, why these men such said what said <clears throat> said such weird shit. Because Lucifer is trying to control a life as the Temanite. It's just a man from a place. Uh, and so he's, like, from this other place. So we call him the Temanite. That's where he's from. And uh, so then I asked Lucifer. I was like, Lucifer, do you... Do you have a hard time knowing what people are feeling? Like, do you know if they're sad or happy? I don't think he can tell. And I started to think, like... So anyways, here's what I think happened. God told me later, God cast Lucifer out of heaven one time 
and Lucifer went fucking crash landing into the Swiss Alps at high speed. <laughs> now, I think Lucifer was fine at that time. 